1: for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The
2: Drive. I'm your host, Dave Skull, in for Mark Ennis. Tyler Griever is in for me. Is that how it works? <laughs> like, I went across the table yeah, right. on the other side of the desk. I'm in for Mark and is Tyler is in for blown me. By
0: today. This I know, man. Two quick hours of, of we get fun radio
2: callers calling in with, as yeah. a tweeter put it, dime store theology.
0: That was wow. <laughs> we got dime store theology and Jesus hitting on soft sixteen. Yeah, yeah,
2: which is somehow part of that, I think. And then uh, fish fries and basketball. Yeah. That's what we've been doing. Today it's been, been a lot of fun. A radio for you. Right there. That's right. We've had a couple of texters uh, text into the UPS Jobs text line thirty eight thirty one ninety three nine. If you want to call us, you got almost a whole hour left. Eighty one fifty ninety three nine. They've texted in, and remarked uh, how short the baseball game was today. Pitchers pitching like every ten seconds. They're already in the books. They were in the books like fifteen yeah. minutes ago. Louisville wins again, beats Bowling Green in the opener of the three game series. Louisville off to a good start. Five and zero good stuff.
0: Yeah, no, Quick I, baseball games. You can't do anything better than that, man. So far they've, they've shown you a little bit of everything. They've had some good pitching performances. They they came back uh, during the midweek game uh, this week and scored quite a bit of runs. Because uh, I feel like last year's team was you knew the offense was, was there for the most part, but yeah. they didn't have the strongest pitching to always back it up. We were having a uh, tough
2: time getting our, our hands around the, the pitching yeah, stuff.
0: for sure. And I, and I think... The early part of every baseball season is you're throwing a lot of stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Like, who's who's going to fill yeah. this reliever role, this starting role, uh, who, who – you know, Dan – In the middle of the used, week, games
2: stay like that the entire season. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> but Dan, I think, is well aware of the – verse. you know, he – Emphasizes the versatility he has with this roster quite mm. a bit. And so I think you're going to see guys in a lot of different spots in this first month just to test some stuff out. Uh, the College Shriners Classic will be a, a good opportunity for them against some high quality competition to, to kind of show uh, maybe like a first test, if you will, of okay, we think we really like this guy in this role. Let's see how he does against uh, a high level opponent um you know what you're gonna get from some guys like christian napchex a a great shortstop for them and great Mm -hmm. on the base pass uh jack payton has produced in the plate in the past yeah his
2: second home run of the year today yeah
0: and he's he's gonna be you know louisville really with the catchers lately have been has been phenomenal Phenomenal. really with between dalton rushing and henry davis and and now jack so um go a little farther back if you want to yeah you can go much (laughs) further back that's just since i've been here really yeah um but it's a promising team this year. I don't think it was a coincidence that they were pretty much consensus top ten, top fifteen. Uh, everybody's used to that with, with Louisville. And Mark and I make the comparison all the time that that Jeff and Dan are very similar in, in what they've built and what yeah. they've done uh, with those programs. Like they have come to, well, but, you know, they're both going to get something once they're done. If it's a a name on a quarter, a field, or a statue, like th- that will they've happen.
2: Essentially, built their programs off out of almost nothing yeah and, there was and no sweet 16 performances before same. Jeff Walls and there was only one postseason appearance in the Layla Prado era mm-hmm. uh, with the with the, um, yeah. the baseball team
0: and so. you see the improvements elsewhere too you know I mean the the stadium Jim Patterson's getting it's I mean you drive right now but no they're off to they're off to a really strong start and they are doing nothing to dispel any high expectations so far and Louisville has become used to those expectations but uh, they're always in play with with Dan's program.
2: There's like 17 different college baseball polls but their top 10 pretty much consensus Can we get
0: one freaking poll or just like two. I talked about this with Mark before you know? <laughs> like, like just just average them all out together or something i don't know man i don't even know which one to reference but half even the time i know anymore. like baseball america all these other i, I like, like tend to lean d1 baseball because it feels yeah. like they have the most invested in covering the sport nowadays yeah um and i even hesitate with like coaches polls because like coaches are so like they're so invested in their own team and spending so much time with their own team. How are you supposed to be able to like fairly watch uh, and anybody coaches, else?
2: Coaches' polls are notorious. Yeah, they just
0: get, they give them to sports
2: information directors or whatever. Right, like, it's coaches so rarely to do. ever actually fill them out, and if they do, oftentimes they lean towards the teams they see every week. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they're going to so, be
0: biased towards their own conference and, and things of yeah. that nature. But uh, no, Dan and them, they're, they're off to a strong start, and they should be contending for the conference this year for sure, and hopefully trying to, to host and. Uh, making another trip to Omaha the program gears everything toward towards Omaha so, over Omaha. There. so man, got the you know, Omaha room and seems gonna... like it'll be within reach
2: so we've got Bowling Green this weekend then Eastern Kentucky on Tuesday and then they make the trip down to face Texas a m on Friday TCU on Saturday and Michigan on Sunday and we all know that we've got some history with Michigan recent history oh yeah um that's essentially it feels like a, almost like a regional. You know, playing three different teams in three it's days. It's awesome great Just, test. It's awesome. Excellent you test. You're playing, you know, you, you throw in your weekend rotation out there, but you're playing three different opponents. You know, so it's, it's kind of a cool, unique uh, situation. against three very strong programs. So they'll get a nice test next weekend and hopefully uh, come out of there with some wins. But I, my, I'm so bad with the laptop today, man. My
0: goodness.
2: It's okay. That's twice. Uh, that yeah, I'm not kicking you out, though, so yeah. you're good.
0: You're stuck with me here. That's right. It's I don't want folks. to carry
2: this show on my own for the next 45 minutes. You're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I wanted to talk about this athletic story on Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you had a chance to I read it? I read it. Yeah, I read it this morning. So, And I'm sure that most people that watch ESPN or listen to sports radio have – Caught wind of it because yeah. there's some pretty incendiary uh, uh, oh it storylines and, and and accusations and they talked to a lot of people too they did is Woody Page wearing is oh my God is that a rug
0: <laughs> it's
2: got to be a rug <laughs> I'm sorry what Woody's hair changed overnight what is going on right oh, now
0: man he's going the Dom Capers role.
2: oh no that is. That is not real hair. Yeah. Oh you man, can just Woody!
1: See the toupee, and I am uh, like a bat. Uh,
2: tough. That's got. I hope he's doing it as a bit I and don't like know. he's saying something. in... oh man, anyway, he's so, got
1: crazy eyes right now. So. I'm so well, he
2: always has crazy eyes. I'm I'm sorry, like Woody. That just that really distracted me. Woody pages okay. hair. Sorry. Um, so essentially, in the athletics piece, which if you haven't read it, I recommend it. It's very.
0: Um, oh, it's worth it for sure. It's very
2: worth it. Who wrote it? I don't remember.
0: Uh, it was a team of writers. It okay. wasn't just one. It was, sever- it was sourced. Yeah, it was. Several it was sourced from ve- many different places.
2: Gotcha. Um, basically, the big headline from from early in the in the article and the one from the Seattle from his days in Seattle was that he pushed for GM John Schneider and obviously had coach Pete Carroll to be fired. Yeah, that's and replaced point. by Sean Payton, and that was his big power move. And we all see where ownership. Fell on that one,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I gotta tell you, have, have, has anybody looked as good as the Seahawks look good right now? Look no, I mean they right now made after out well. the after the, the well, fall and also the trend.
0: story of like Geno Smith being as cool as it is mm-hmm. uh, with a guy finally kind of getting that full investment and that full shot and really thriving. Are you are you in t- in s- are you implicating? Implying that the Jets failed
2: him. The Jets failed Geno Smith. Yes. <laughs> well, he got in a locker room fight, and they, <laughs> got, you know, right when he was starting to play well, he got he got his jaw rocked by a yeah, teammate you know. over like five dollars or whatever. But it was. now
0: you're now you're gonna get Aaron Rodgers emerging from the darkness.
2: That's right. I'm getting I'm getting Aaron Rodgers emerging from his. Troll I can't cave. even make
0: the joke about he's just preparing to live in New York because somebody's already done that like ten times <laughs> right. today. I haven't made any
2: jokes yeah. about Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and the like. Quite frankly, I don't. I'm not prepared to give up all the assets that are the Jets are about to get give up for a guy who could check out at any
0: moment. But anyway, I don't know where you're getting. I I don't know where he's going to be honest. So
2: Russell Wilson gets his wish, kind of, and gets traded for every pick on planet Earth. And they bring in Nathaniel Hackett to be his head coach. It was a dumpster fire. It was an absolute dumpster fire. And the stories that have come out. Oh yeah from his teammates not all of which were like upset about some of these things but basically russell wilson has his own office he has it on the second floor of the facility so he's not even on the same floor as the locker room he's on the same floor as like coaches and gms management front office guys yep
0: he has an open door policy though tyler <laughs> yeah so, so let's take it bullet point by bullet point. let's go let's go that let's do being it. the first one uh I can totally see how a player having his own office, especially on the same floor as the coaches and the executives, I 100% see how that's a problem. It's a massive problem. Like, yes, is a quarterback viewed a little bit differently on a team than everybody else because you're dealing with the expectations, the pressure, and the responsibility? Of course. But that's taking it, I think, a step too far. Um, And I can totally see how that would rub – and it sounds like the players who were interviewed in it didn't take like a huge issue with it. I think it was more of just like, okay, this is kind of weird. But what it does, like, and like you said, the coaches
2: or the the players didn't seem to. And they're like, look, he he would invite us in there, and like, right. his whole football mind was on the wall. Like he yeah, he would draw out plays. He also had, of course probably the cheesiest motivational lines ever. Oh, I can it, only imagine. You that. know, he's probably got those stock motivation posters, you know, with like the picture of a sunrise, you know, <laughs> and you know, like just yeah. the worst the, the ones that every middle manager in America has it in has, his office. Yeah. And yeah. like, but the problem with it is that he's the quarterback of the team. Yeah, He's not a coach. And what you've done is you've separated yourself from the team and put yourself literally on a different level than your teammates yep you're no longer a player like,
0: like i should be able to come to your locker and talk yeah to we you, should be able to know? talk
2: on the same you can have a meeting room maybe on the same level as the locker room but you should you should have a locker that you stay at yeah like we all do they're nice lockers in the nfl by the way I don't or know if, if you've like, seen
0: them you know these, these facilities are, are so lavish nowadays in most cases that like if you want to go draw something up and talk with your teammates, I'm sure there are some spare whiteboards and some meeting rooms and stuff yes. that you can go use. I mean, the position groups have rooms that they all routinely meet in. Uh, so, that no, I think that is the first one of the things that jumped out where I was like, that's strange and I've never heard of that. At, of any team maybe maybe it has happened before i don't know but i I've, I've never seen that in a story or heard of it happening before in, no. in professional sports not just pro football just pro sports in general
2: now the next bullet point if you will he was allowed to bring basically his entire personal staff into the facility including his personal qb coach Jake keeps which we've seen stuff like this before like with tom brady yeah. which was a a really, a big source of consternation.
0: Oh, I don't think New England liked it.
2: Not at all. all. In the yeah. uh, his whole TB12, his personal trainers and all that stuff that he had around him at New England was really kind of the beginning of the end for the Tom Brady era in New England when he became kind of autonomous, you know, yeah, and right. had his own team and his own brand and insisted on basically being separate from the team while being in the team. Like it never works. When other players, like quarterbacks get special treatment, sure, but when you've got your own team of nutritionists and your own personal coach, you might be at odds with the team coach on mm-hmm. certain things. Like, Why would you have a QB coach for the Broncos if he's got a personal QB coach? And is that personal QB coach isn't going to work just by his nature in concert with the coaching staff?
1: Yeah,
0: I think that's the big concern.
2: He's not going to have the same goals and the same uh, methodology and everything that a, that a football coach... Yeah, that works for the organization would have. And that is, if anybody knows anything about football staffs and football coaches and their mentality, they are control freaks. They are control freaks. And they're not going to want other guys in that locker room, even with professionals, telling these guys maybe something that's countered. People that they can't control the message with. right? You know what I mean? Telling them maybe something that's countered. Everybody has guys they work with in the offseason or even during the season away from the facility. Like every single major... Quarterback has a, a quarterback coach. Yeah. You know, that they work with, or personal coach that they work with mechanics and everything with, but they're not going to want that guy in the facility, you know, with a different voice that's outside of the staff that always, it never works. Yeah. If he's not a team employee,
0: it and, just never works. And Sean Payton has already said that, like, we're not doing that here when it comes to the the personal coaches in the building and stuff like that. Like, he's he's not having that, which is a... I think he probably felt like he had to address that as soon as possible when he started talking about uh, some of those issues. But it's – we spend so much time when analyzing football talking about the whole idea of of team building and the concept of, like, instilling a culture, things of that. Things that, frankly, Russell Wilson preaches about all the time. But – I think some of these actions and these, like, demands or wants, they kind of contradict some of that, do they not? Like, if if we're all supposed to be bought into the team and, and building the team and everybody doing this together, yet you have, like, a separate space yeah. and a separate uh, group that you're kind of, like, gearing towards more than the rest of the team is, yeah. then... Yeah, I could see how some people have a problem with you on that, especially when you're supposed to be the leader of this team.
2: Like you believe in the team and the organization, but you've but got your you own coach stuff and you've got on. your own nutritionist right. and you've got your own office. Yeah, you know what I mean? It, it's it's just it runs counter and it's hard. Like it's not that they're grown men and they can, make, course, they yeah, can they make they can make their own, own decisions and sure. their own lives, but it's still that unique job where it's this team concept. You're playing a game. And there's a team dynamic to it. There's team dynamics in every line of work, mm-hmm. but it's literally a team dynamic that that you've carried throughout your entire life with a coaching staff that shouldn't really be your they're your peer, but they're not your. You know what I mean? It's a different it's a different relationship than it is. Well, it's like what we just talked about. Exactly, like about you have to, to say, have like a respectful
0: yeah. relationship to where you can you can voice what you think but also still have the ability to be criticized in a professional and sure. respectful way. But the and
2: dynamic it, changes from high school it's a power to college yeah. to pros. It keeps the power dynamic keep change keeps changing especially when the players that you're coaching are making more money than you are. Oh yeah. You know, they're more important to the organization for the most part than you are. We see they weren't. He wasn't more important to the organization to the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 kind of the balance you play when you make those power moves. Um, but I feel like it should still be Like, it's hard for you to to be a part of the team as a whole if you have literally physically separated yourself from the team. Even if it's a quote-unquote open-door policy, there shouldn't be a door there to begin with.
0: It's very unique and unlike anything I've really ever heard in pro sports. But obviously, there's the third bullet point of like, oh, he pushed for these two to get for John Schneider and Pete Carroll to be fired in Seattle. Uh, and Russ has already denied that uh, through a tweet, and he was never going to say, "Hell well, yeah, right. I did that." Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? It's like just the- one of those things where it's going to be a he said, she said thing, and you kind of—I'll say this uh, from a reporting perspective: I don't know if people understand how much confirmation and/or backing you do to get something, a piece of information like that on the record. Like You do not just put that I mean, look, are there some people who just put it out there? Yeah, it's completely irresponsible, it's stupid, and it's part of the problem we have in the profession every day. But the ones who are good Especially at it...
2: Especially with blogs and everything right, these days. Right, like,
0: well, yeah. but the ones who are good at it, and when we've got three reporters sourcing together on a story in a publication like The Athletic, I'm just saying, we're jumping across... We're making some leaps... If you really want to believe they're just, like, putting that out there for the sake of putting it out there, you do not put that in a story unless you got some pretty solid backing. I got some
2: capital it. J journalists working on that. You I'm know, just they're... like,
0: you You got some people in, the, in each organization backing some of that stuff up, then, you know, I, I get Russ is going to deny it, but, like... I just don't think reporters are going to put a piece of information like that out unless they feel pretty strong.
2: Well, we've had our own discussions and I've had discussions with other people uh, that I consider more capital J journalists (laughs) than than me, the fanalist on the uh, on the radio. But um, there's things that we can talk about off the record that you would never put a source to or you would never put out there. No, because it's just not like I heard it from one guy. Or, you know, I heard it from oh, somebody yeah. I might trust, but it's not enough. You know what I mean? It's there's a different standard when you're talking about real journalism or capital, capital J journalism than it is like other other venues. You know, either yeah. either either whether it be an internet blog, and I'm not crapping on internet dude. That's where I started. No, no, no. And there's a it's, lot of valuable things that come out of the blog culture for sure. But there's certain people that don't have those standards that are just looking to tweet it out. Yeah, and get it out there. But and the athletic not is not this, one of those. That's not no. with this
0: story. And I already see people like, "Oh, great, here's another hit piece on Russell Wilson." I'm like, guys, like I'm, I'm just telling you, that story reads like something that's been in the works for a while. It like, doesn't that read takes, like a hit piece. to No, me. it doesn't read like a hit piece. It's at very. All. It's detailed. It's, it's detailed and, it took it's time. <laughs> we'll and it's layered. And it's not. Do
2: that. It doesn't feel personal. They were they were no. balanced. They had the the players interviewed that were like it didn't really bother me. Right. That he had an office. Right. Like it wasn't like they were just picked and chose guys that were picked and chose guys that were just like, slam Russell Wilson. Right. You know it was every they 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 grabbed all the different ones. But I think what this article does is give you a lot of look the. The relationship between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks was known for a couple of years. He pushed for a trade last offseason, or at least right. changed last offseason, or the, I mean the year, the previous one to this last one. And I just this what this does is give a little bit of context to everything. I think Russell Wilson's kind of a weird guy, and he always has been.
0: And, There's and something that's just not clicking for me there he's, with him. Like the, the, what
2: I consider performative things that he does. Oh, I think he, yeah. You know, where he does like the fake high fives on the way out and does the, the, the warm ups and he did the, the like stretching and and drills on the plane. And, you know,
0: know, Broncos country, let's ride.
2: Broncos country, let's ride. Like everything that's outward facing. He's just a super weird guy and a little cheesy. And I have a hard time like understanding how his relationships are with his teammates. I'm not in the locker room. Right. But there was a lot of stories that came out with his former teammates with the Seahawks. They're just like, kind of F that dude. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'm happy he's gone. Or like, this is how hard it was to coexist with him. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from somebody, I was a big Russell Wilson guy for a long time.
0: Oh, uh, I think, like, look, if he gets it right this year, like, the guy's a, a hell of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's been a hell of a quarterback for a majority of his career. Yeah, he was I've,
2: underrated I've, for a while. and I now, really
0: loved watching him play when when he was on with the Seahawks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird
2: now, just seeing all that performative stuff and then, like, can picture his office with the motivational posters or quotes or whatever. It's all so weird to me.
0: Well, and it all feels unnecessary. Yeah. That's the thing. It's window dressing. You know what I mean? dude, it's like, dude, these guys will respect you if, like, you seem to have the work ethic and the dedication of it. Like, if you just go with that and flesh out some of this other stuff that you feel like you have to do to give the image of being a leader and i think people will be fine following your lead like you, mm-hmm. you you know there's like a misnomer about like leadership that you have to do like all of these different things to be seen as a leader it's like no not really like you you need to let a lot of this do the talking for you actions people.
2: speak so much louder than words yeah. but real
0: like on the field actions not performative stuff like it's it's just it, it, he's a strange case he's a weird and it's man. been I think his uh, his new publicist, because apparently he switched publicists during the season according to the story. Because he took a
2: bath on, yeah. his,
0: on his PR side the entire season. The publicist uh, is probably getting a workout yeah. right now. And uh, it's probably not a lot of fun for him. Uh, Do but, you think... Let me ask you a question. Yeah.
2: Do you think Future stares in the mirror every day and says, how did I lose... Yeah sierra to this cheese ball
0: <laughs> well probably because future is you know while i do enjoy some of his music is appears rather toxic yeah, from hit the content of his songs as well uh it's it's pretty you know like right and, and, I, and listen Russell to, Wilson, I listen to of of day, of Russell Wilson's
2: a, a handsome pro athlete and who has,
0: seems like you know pretty invested as like a dad and stuff yeah, like that so it seems for like sure. he's, he's got that going for i'm him.
2: not saying it's legitimate
0: yeah or there isn't
2: Obvious reasons why, right? She would prefer a guy yeah. like Russell Wilson. I'm just saying. Do you think from his point of view, he, he sits up has every a couple morning, moments like that, yeah, and says, "What have I done? How did that happen?"
0: His did friends probably ball. just text him, "The Broncos country, let's ride." at random At random points of the day, just <laughs> like to like really Broncos like piss country, him off ride. or something, <laughs> or like. <a laughs> but actually, Sorry. I never. I, I'm having like an epiphany moment here. Does that video... I think that video is stuck with everybody, because it's a perfect encapsulation of, like, why he's a turnoff for so many people. Yeah. Because you know why? It was staged for him to say it, and yet you could have told me that nobody told him to say it, and it felt staged. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the, the performative thing that you're talking about, he was actually performing in that clip. But it's hard to draw the distinction between when he's performing and not performing because that's there's a lot of examples of this with him, and that's where I think a lot of players just have a problem with. Like he doesn't, he just doesn't strike them as like a real dude or a real person, you know. So you struggle with like, who am I really getting here? And this is the guy who's supposed to be leading our team. Now you know what solves all of this is the Broncos going, you know, twelve and four under Sean, like if they win. Twelve oh, five, oh, whatever it is. Yeah, I hate the seventeen. It's so stupid.
2: <laughs> it, it, it kills me, man. So dumb,
0: man. But, Jeff Fisher's head would explode if he could, if he couldn't go eight and eight. And
1: <laughs> but seven just, and nine, just yeah, winning
0: like, um, like winning will cure everything. It will, and Every we'll forget. We'll forget thing. a lot
2: about this conversation. Like
0: nobody is going to care about these stories or or anything like that if they succeed on under Sean Payton. Yeah. And, and for right, wrong, or indifferent, you know, maybe guys in the locker room, even if they do win, are still annoyed by him and don't really feed into it. But they're like, ah, you know, we're winning. So, like, because obviously in Seattle, there were a lot of stories that came out of that period after they won the Super Bowl and after they lost uh, to the Patriots where, like, some differences between – like how the Legion of Boom and the guys on defense felt about Russ yeah. versus how other people in the organization felt about Russ and that was fascinating uh, to me to learn about but um, I think it's also an interesting case study though in, in the, the role of prominent quarterbacks in organizations now and like obviously everybody knows this guy has a higher value than many others on the team but like how much do you cater to that and how much is dangerous to cater to that and I think the Broncos got a pretty rough lesson in that in year one
2: I think the line I mean there's the, the, what we've established is there's a line
0: there has to be yeah. and
2: I think that anything that separates you that much where it's that much of a difference like I can no longer see you as a peer if you've, you're the only guy on the team with an office and it's on a different floor like
0: you were not my boss
2: yeah you're not my boss but like, that's what it feels like right Yeah. when you're on the yeah. second floor and hey the door's always open for you to come talk it's like yeah it should be you're my Duh, teammate,
0: right? I should yeah.
2: be able to walk over to your locker and, just and have a conversation you. with yep. you, or pull you into this meeting room I'm right here you. and have a conversation. Oh, well, even you.
0: that, if you're a if you're if you're a Bronco veteran who's been with the organization a long time, yeah. Um, and I don't know the roster well enough to point somebody like this out, but if there was somebody who had been on the team for a while, I'm trying to
2: think of somebody right now
0: uh, who Russ comes in and has an office, and like they're all gone. You don't have one, and you've been with the team for. You know a long time that's you know yeah that would probably bother you quite yeah. a bit so i get it
2: yeah it's a weird that's a weird dynamic to me and something that i i don't feel like uh sean payton they had to have had these conversations while they were courting him because he had options you know with russell wilson and everything and he probably i mean who knows if he's going to be okay with all this you yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, he had one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game as his quarterback, and I don't think Drew Brees had his own office since <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah,
0: and, and I think that's that's what you keep coming back to. It's, yeah, it's like, like, all right, there, there's so many examples of, of guys. I mean, look, if there's one dude in the league who could probably demand whatever he wanted, like Patrick Mahomes could probably tell Kansas City, like, okay, I want – an office that has a daily supply of barbecue from this spot because yeah. I love it. I like my water at this temperature. Yes, Patrick, we'll we'll do all of it. Like and you'd be like, oh, all right, well, he's Patrick Mahomes. He can do that. But I think the beauty of Patrick Mahomes to a lot of people is he seems like a pretty down to earth guy. His teammates like him a lot. They love him. You know, you that, know? well they love him because he's an alien at quarterback. Sure, but, but you he know, he like, also that would, just seems yeah. he's he passes a lot of PR tests. Yeah. And he's done it with a lot of situations that pushed you to it. I mean, you, while like,
2: sounding like Kermit the Frog.
0: Correct, yeah. and that's difficult to do. It's different.
2: It's difficult to be a certified badass while, listen, like, well, yeah, his voice is like still Frum. an adjustment. And every time that, like, I look at him, is like, man, and he
0: likes ketchup on steak, which is just,
2: which, dude. I, I try to avoid that part of the conversation. We had yeah, this conversation really not, a few weeks ago, where it's like, man, I can get with a lot that. of a lot of Pat Mahomes, but the one thing that's like a major the ketchup obsession is the well-done steak with ketchup, and I'm like, bro, yep, like, come on, man.
0: <laughs> Yep. Come
2: on. I, I just hope if he's doing that, he's just getting the sirloin because there's no point in going any higher than that if you're getting it well done and smothering ketchup. I'm just
0: generally speaking, like, let's just not. But
2: you know what I'm saying? Like, please don't waste the nice cuts of meat. Yeah. Like, there's no point in spending, you know, $80 yeah. on, a, on a filet or a ribeye at a nice restaurant. This is getting me
0: so hungry, and I'm debating where I think Kayla and I are going to go out to eat tonight, and I have no clue where we're going to go. I'm trying to figure it out.
2: Maybe she'll take you to a fresh fry.
0: I'd love to go to a fish fry. That'd be Man. awesome. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I'm either going to stop by a fish fry or I'm going to go by a Thai and get a shrimp pad Thai.
0: Did you, we told people last time that we did backdoor wings here for we the, the Louisville Notre Dame game, right? And we did. Yeah, it was a good wings. time.
2: And there was Bear in the back where I could not really participate. Oh, yeah, uh, Yeah, but it looked delicious today. Thank you to Bear nose oh. on every Friday for bringing us our pizza. Uh, I will not be able to participate as much for the next... Four or five weeks or so, so five weeks, yeah. That's right, that's my math. That's good math. All right, well, let's go ahead and take our last bottom-of-the-hour break. We'll come back, and I have no idea. You know what, Tyler? I've got like a bunch of ideas floating around in my mind of yeah, how we're right. going to finish the show today, and maybe we'll talk about it in the break and see which one you like the best. Sure. All of that to look forward to on the other side. I'm Dave Skull. It's Tyler griever This is The Drive on 93.9 The Ville.
1: You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull.
2: Welcome back into The Drive here on a Friday. I'm your host, Dave Skull. Joined by my friend Tyler Griever. Mark Innes is off today. I said earlier he is in line camping out for Rebecca Black tickets. Um, yeah. Couldn't be in today. Friday, Friday, gotta get down on so what you've had today is Rebecca Black talk. You've had pocket potatoes, but fish not for fries. a while. You've had fish fries, basketball, a little football here and there. A a little. Sports I
0: feel like talk, you never got anywhere with the whole pocket potato thing.
2: I was just telling you that I... Really enjoy pocket potatoes. I thought, honestly, the text line, usually whenever I mention a pocket potato, the text line goes
0: nuts. Really? Yeah. Like with support? Like, hey, I've done that too. Or like, you just love it. Really? what
2: Would you put a baked potato in your pocket and eat
0: it? Just
2: hang out? Can I be then? honest
0: with you? And I love you when I say this? Absolutely not. I... And I I like baked potatoes. You're not a visionary. (laughs) Like Some of us are.
1: I'm with you, Tyler. Yeah, right. I I would never.
0: I mean, I love potatoes. I love baked potatoes. um, But carrying a, like, are we talking like a hot baked potato in your pocket? Yeah, it was hot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it cooled down over time. So there is a part of your brain at some point that's like, I know this baked potato in my pocket is cold. But I'm still gonna take a bite of it. You, it
2: never got to cold, because <laughs> it's a delicious baked potato. So
0: I ate that thing.
1: I gotta ask, were you, ma'am, eating, were you eating the baked potato with your hands? Yes. Yeah,
2: so well, do you think I have like a fork and knife, and I was just taking it out of my pocket, putting it on the table, and just cutting it up, <laughs> cutting up, like, taking bites?
1: At least like a fork <laughs> to stab yeah, it. I and mean, then take no, like a I a mean, the whole
2: point knife. of it is it's portable. It's in my pocket. I'm going to take it out and get... You guys have never spent a whole night serving well-done steaks to the public.
1: No, okay. but I did serve I've served pizza. some Costco
0: hot dogs to the public. That's awesome. I worked in the food court That is. I got to tell you. Yeah.
2: I got to tell you. The Costco hot dog deal is one of no, I mean, the world's great. greatest lunches. It is. 57 is. $1.57, baby. $1.57 in like the... That's with tax. That's amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: That would be nice.
0: Have you never been to you a never Costco? Never been to a Costco? No. Oh, my God. Well, you got to have a membership. That's the one thing. We I used
2: place. to go in... Without no. a membership, like the side
0: little, yeah, I mean just
2: walk right by and go to the lunch counter because it's not like they're checking your cards at the. I, lunch been, a, I
0: mean, like the hot dog deal is great, but like everything is affordable at, at the Costco. Well, they court. had a Polish
2: for a long time. They did. Yeah. They got rid of the Polish. The Polish was delicious. The yeah, Polish I sausage. To you too. Yeah. I, I love the Polish sausage lunch meal because it was like only like a dollar ninety nine. It was only, like it was only yeah. a little bit more, and it's so good.
0: Yeah, it's so good. Ah, yeah, I worked part time in the Costco food court. Texture says, Tyler, potato in the pocket is where it's at, bro. I'm not criticizing anybody for doing it. I just, I would not do it. And do I find it to be a little strange? Yes, I do. Texture says, potato talk is my new favorite
2: segment on the show. We need an intro.
1: We'll just play the hot potato theme music. That's right. <laughs> hot potato.
2: So
0: would you do this with sweet potatoes, too, or just make no, potatoes? Oh, come on, <laughs> I man.
2: What, what is sweet What is, is A country, country a club? Too. What, what is What is A country club? I like sweet potatoes? potatoes. Yeah, but come on. We're we a man of the people. Regular potatoes. We're in so Idaho you spud.
0: Think, hold on. You think a sweet potato is like a, on a higher... Yeah, fancy people on diets eat sweet potatoes. Though. Oh, come on. That's not true. <laughs>
2: That Actually, is just a, the way we prepared, not true. But without topping, sweet potatoes aren't as good as baked potatoes. Like a plain baked potato yeah. with butter and salt is better than a sweet potato. But if you now the way they pre, they prepared sweet potatoes at Outback, it was butter, brown sugar, cinnamon. Yeah, I mean that's but then good. It's stuff. delicious, like that's for sure. Really but I, stuff, yeah. as I as I uh, established with Avery, I am not walking around with silverware in my pockets. Okay, I'm eating it by hand it'd get a little messy if if you yeah. made me
0: fully dress the sweet potato. So now I'm too invested in this. Keeps so, your like, sweet potatoes. Let's say let's say all right, you got the potato. It's baked great, p- I have
2: one more topic, but we will finish this potato yeah, no, conversation before we get this. into it. We're in it.
0: Baked potato in the pocket. You pull it out, are you just biting it like just straight off? Yes. Like that? Yes. Like like it's an apple or something. Yeah, and I was eating the skin because it's so delicious. Like, and that's okay. where all the nutrients are. And there's no but like, you don't have use a, d- a
1: fork you... to stab it. That way, like your hands aren't burning when you. But there's like, no
0: go like to eat your I have asbestos hands. Okay, <laughs> I, uh, they're good. So there's no sour cream or butter involved, right? No, like it, you don't the... like put it in the middle of it, and you can just like you know.
2: But they. When they cook, let me let you all let me let you all around behind the outback curtain real quick. Take me
0: behind it, please.
2: The way they prepared their potatoes—I don't know if it's still this way—but they used to roll them in butter and kosher salt. Ah, okay. And then cook them that way, so the so the skin
0: gets nice and kind of crispy and buttery. See, I was going to suggest like doing one of those little infusions, (laughs) like just shooting shooting some butter and sour cream in there, and then when you bite into it, it'll you know could ooze out a little bit.
2: Texter says I had to actually work hard today. Just got done into the car a little bit ago. Otherwise, I would have had your back earlier, Biscuit.
0: No, I'm <laughs> just saying, like, I, I cannot pretend, folks. I, I'm not going to judge you for this, but I'm also going to say I can't tell you that it's a common thing.
2: I don't. I mean, there's I no am, way. I am an uncommon genius when it comes to, to snacks I need during my mm, shift at Outback. Fun. Sometimes I would
0: go to. the I back. really used to like Outback. I haven't been back in a long time.
2: They they changed branding, but like I had I had. I went there like Outback a little bit a, ago. and they was had, a good
0: chain for they have, a while. Yeah.
2: Like they've, they've gone through some changes. I used to get some lamb at Outback that
0: is good lamb. They did lamb when I was there. And I yeah. liked lamb.
2: Yeah. They had some some nice menu items back in the day, like Tawamba pasta and Queensland ah, okay. chicken and shrimp and stuff like that. And of don't.
0: course, you know, blooming onions, blooming onions. always yeah. good. The Outback so bread is solid. I'm going to say this again.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they've actually introduced it to the menu. I've been told by the text line. We used to do blooming chicken. So we would take chicken breasts mm-hmm. and roll them in the blooming onion flour and deep fry them oh my god yeah that and apparently now good. It, now it's on the menu apparently. oh really yeah wow so i want to ask you this question as much as i would love to do potato talk for the yeah, next 10 I minutes keep going. i trust me like what are you know what, what what item are you comfortable putting in your pocket and eating that's not a traditional pocket food I, I don't have
0: an answer prepared for that
2: you know why because pocket baked potato is the best answer
0: okay it
2: is. You you don't have a better answer for like I don't, a traditional side like, that you can
0: get at like a steakhouse. No, I don't have like a. a Sometimes you need answer more than that. just like a handful of peanuts, Tyler, to get you through the night. Uh, it's okay. Good for you. I'm just yeah, telling you, it's it not. Is, co- it's just a you know. Yeah, yeah, pallet, out of the blue. Yeah, pal, it is good for me. You know. <laughs> are, you,
2: are you ready to ask me <laughs> something now? Like, am, what are you asking me? So I was go I was. Um, it's really. It's dangerously close to NFL draft season. Uh huh. And I love mock drafts. It's one of the things no, I've I'm always not loved. A mock draft I've 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 always loved like obsessing, over my, especially when there's a lot of Louisville players in there or the Jets. Okay, because it's always pivotal. I'm less than I used to be because I used to just be like renew, like refresh every day. Let's yeah, check it out. Right. But I I took my first trip down just to kind of see, get a, get like a temperature check on what people are saying about the Louisville prospects. And none of this stuff is reliable. Mm-hmm. There's some that are better than others. Um. But this one caught my eyes because I think it's kind of nuts.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Which Louisville player do you think the mock draft – and I, I did the Walter football today, which is mm-hmm. pretty standard. He's got kind of a – he uh, brings together a lot of the different mock drafts and has them all in there, and he has his own, and he does a seven-round, which nobody does. Uh, but he's at four rounds right now. Who do you think the first Louisville player is drafted in his mock draft that he has drafted? It's third round.
0: So there's a difference between probably who I think should be and who it actually is. Um, Yaya? No. Try again. her? Try again. Uh, Caleb? Chandler? Try again. Man. Uh, I'm trying to rack here. Tower Hudson? Try again. Uh, I'm running on my guesses. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Those are the first four off the top of my head. Malik Cunningham, uh, in the third round. In the third round. Mm, okay.
2: Yeah, like I, I, I immediately was like, nah. Like I, I can see him getting drafted, and he had a decent. Yeah. He, had, he had a nice uh, senior bowl week. You know, uh, right. whichever one he was at. Um, I can see him getting drafted.
0: Hmm.
2: Third round is absurd to me. I could be
0: wrong. I think if I hope he, I'm wrong because I hope he does well. But yeah, you know, I like Malik, and I think I think, they, think, I think were, it was for the Titans too. There was definitely some, you know, if he would have had a a better senior year and finished out healthy and, and produced, like I think maybe something like that could have been possible. But there's there's potential there. But I mean, honestly, I I think the guy who I am more intrigued to see above anybody else from Louisville the next level is Yassir. I mean, Yassir yeah. showed Yassir has something that is extremely valuable in today's NFL, and that's versatility, like his ability to drop in coverage play outside linebacker put a hand in the dirt and rush the passer all of that is being like being able to show defensive coaches how in how many different ways they can use you is as valuable today as it's ever been yeah and he broke up passes like the guy like yeah you see
2: had a monster season i don't think did. that he was amazing i don't think that website has caught up yet because he's getting plenty of hype elsewhere um i think you see is. a top three-round draft pick for sure. Uh, Yaya made himself money this year. Uh, yep. Keitrell had a really nice late season and postseason. I think he's going to be a, a top four to five-round guy, uh, which that was the next guy they had in the fourth round, which I it thought was, was crazy yeah. that Yaya and Yasir just hadn't made it to their box yet.
0: Yeah, I, I just I see what, again, uh, you just can't put a price on that level of versatility that Yasir no, has.
2: you can't. You can't, and he's exactly the type of player you need in the NFL right now. And
0: Yaya feels like a guy that like if he goes to the Combine, I feel like he's going to catch some he's eyes. He's invited. Because yeah. he's, like, if you've, ever, if you've ever, like, seen Yaya Diave up close, he's a monster. He's a monster. Like, he's got all the measurables. He's, like, 6'3", 285. And that was the thing CH. about this last year at Louisville was that I feel like his game... Finally, caught up to everything else. Like, this look. you had seen it yeah. building. It was like, you saw him and you were like, that guy looks like he should be able to disrupt and cause some problems. And that's exactly what he did yeah. in his last season.
2: Louisville's got seven guys that could potentially be drafted, which is a good year. Which it, is a really good year. Yeah. I think five are definitely going to get drafted. Um, I think Caleb Jandler's a potential. Like, he had some injury issues this past year, uh, but he is a very good prospect. Uh, Yaya and Yasir, Keytrail is going to get drafted, and then you might get. Um a uh excuse me malik and tyler hudson possibly
0: yeah. um tyler hudson will be an interesting Oh, and Tyon one.
2: evans is gonna get drafted
0: sorry yeah he, he is evans going is, to get drafted we i think you kind of maybe just forgot about him towards the end of the year because he missed Cause he games play. and jawar yeah. jordan started playing well but no, I, he's an nfl I, running back i i am the highest on what yasir and yaya can do in the week Uh, Because I feel like they fit a number of profiles that are succeeding in today's NFL. Uh, I really do like Tyler Hudson, though. I think too. You know, Tyler didn't have the the touchdown numbers last year until late on. But, like, he really was a a reliable pair of hands, a physical receiver who could either get downfield or gain yards after the catch. Uh, I, I think he has a good shot to be a contributor on an NFL team. I
2: agree. But like I think you see will be the first one off the board, and I think it'll be early. like second, it should second, should be. Second Absolutely. or third round. Yes. Um, so everybody just is tired of the – they're like, why are you talking about the NFL draft? We need to go back to pocket
0: snacks and pocket potatoes. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody suggested popcorn shrimp for a pocket snack, someone, which I feel like you have texted, to have that in a someone box. Someone
0: texted me pocket tots, like tater tots. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, that's we, – look, that's Napoleon Dynamite. Some yeah. Of your tots. So this guy might just be me texting into the, the show because I had this exact same uh, story last time that I I talked about this. Uh, Texas says I served some real Australians at Outback when I worked there. They laughed the whole time. Yeah. Really? That was the worst day of work of my life when I
0: when I when I, when I served a real Here's Australian a at Outback. And maybe this is just bad. Do on you me. want a
2: Bonzerita or a, <laughs> an
0: Ayers Rocks? This might be my fault for not like drinking enough uh, different types of beer. But like, is Foster's good beer? I've never had No posters. it's not great Really It's not great I mean, yeah. It's fine whatever Isn't it like a little bit Higher alcohol content dose? Just a touch Yeah Really But The best
2: part was They had the oil cans
0: mm-hmm.
2: Oil cans And I think they were Like the 20 Oh
0: yeah They were
2: 22 ounce Fat daddies Yeah you know, They were a fat can um, Those were great Enjoyed those Fosters is fine. It's a long time since I've had a Fosters. Um, One of my, favorite but they're definitely parts. not Australian
0: Fabia. Yeah, those commercials were so they were like so. Prevalent the the same
2: guy also threw out pocket carrots, which I the same day I talked about pocket potatoes. Is I used to go to the back, take like the big heirloom carrots, and yeah, and just go to town on. Well, I them. would I would you know. Uh, Peel them and then cut off the ends and put them in the pockets with the with the uh, the potato. What's up, Doc? So if it was either a pocket potato night or a pocket carrot night, it was one of the two. Fair. Why,
1: Why don't you just go with baby carrots?
2: Like because they didn't have baby have carrots, carrots for free at the restaurant, Avery.
1: I, I know, but like, I. You'd buy them if at the I grocery store. Carrots in, if I were to put carrots in my pockets. Now, I don't put food in my pockets. I do other weird things. You're missing things, out, I don't Avery. Well, you're yeah, allergic to all the food anyway. I am. But like, I would rather <laughs> baby carrots than shredded carrots.
2: Not shredded carrots. No. I peeled a large heirloom carrot and then cut the ends off of it and took the giant carrot and put that in my uh, pocket. I didn't put the shavings in my pocket.
1: Okay, that that would be
0: problematic.
2: It would be problematic, yeah.
1: But like, why don't you just like chop the carrot up a little more?
2: Because it's actually better that it's a big carrot. There's less surface area for like pocket lint to get on it. Like the baby carrots or the small ones, they would just be more chances for debris. You know, a lot just a question. You know, endless. a lot of thought. Like a big carrot, I could take it out, have it in my hand, take a bite, put it back in my server pocket. Everything's good.
0: What I was going to say before we got back into this was... <laughs>
2: do you have more NFL draft thoughts? because the We're I don't it. care about
0: that. <laughs> the text slide doesn't want Foster's, it. Foster's got me thinking of, like, <laughs> one of my... And I can't really apply this to international travel because I need to do more of it. But one of my favorite parts of traveling around the U.S. is, like, finding out what beer is most popular to, to drink at the bar, whether it's, like, a local one or if it's... Uh, just one of the big domestics that either yeah. started there or something like that. Um, I remember, like, I think going to Texas or having friends in Texas, and it was the first time I drank, like, a Shiner. Shiner Bock? Yeah. Yep. yeah I, I spent a year stuff. in
2: Austin, so I know all about yeah. every, every Texas beer Yeah,
0: Like, Shiner was good stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of others. You know, it was funny. When I lived in Mississippi, Yingling had never been carried like east in of the, the or west of the Mississippi down there. Yeah. Yeah. And when they when that changed, every bar was like advertising it. Yeah. Like it was a big deal. It was like, guys, like I mean Yingling's fine, but it's it's a pretty big domestic beer. It's you know, like why is this a thing? Well it, used, and it was it's so just original. like In and
2: Out Burger. It's like if yeah. you if you don't have it, everybody thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. I don't don't start on In N Out Burger and how overrated it is. But <laughs> Yingling is a good cheap beer. It's a yeah. good cheap beer, but like when we when it was distributed in Tennessee and we didn't have it in Kentucky, mm-hmm. like my friends, if I went to if I went to Tennessee, they'd be like, "Bring me back a case of i I'm Like, all right, man, no, get that. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. It's it's, it's it's all good. But now it's distributed everywhere, right? And it's lost its like charm or novelty yeah um yeah texas says tyler you should have been here for ennis's reaction to pocket potato you should have heard his apprehension through the speakers it was a glorious day <laughs> tyler this has been a lot of fun man yeah, it has been yeah thank you so much for sitting in yep i'm Dave Scoles tyler griever this has been the drive we will see you back on monday